We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Traders Mind Chat Live show. Today, we will be talking about stock market analysis. We'll be taking a look at uh, major global macroeconomic news events, uh, trend analysis across the, the spectrum, and taking a look at the latest sector leaders and what they look like. But before we get into all that, if you guys wouldn't mind clicking the like button, clicking the subscribe button, that helps the channel out tremendously. And drop some comments into the comment feed too. Let me know where you're watching at. We're streaming from a, a wide variety of spots here. Well, we've got ShareVision going. Well, we've got YouTube. We've got Facebook. Um, let me know where you're at. And as always, as you have questions, drop them down into the comment section below, and I will do my best to answer uh, all of your questions. So uh, let's hop on over to some of the, the news outlets. Let's see, share screen, and here we go. All right. So. Global macroeconomic news headlines and how it's impacting the market. So when I'm looking for uh, these global macroeconomic events, uh, first thing that I'm looking at, like I'll, I'll go to the to the main source, right? Like I'll go to Market Watch, I'll go to uh, Investors Business Daily. Uh, the reason why I have those two first, by the way. Uh, is because they're, those are the two that trade most similarly to to my style, right? So uh, first, well, with IBD, Investors Business Daily, uh, Bill O'Neill is the, the founder of Investors Business Daily. He also wrote a book, How to Make Money in Stocks, and he invented Canslam. Basically, uh, if you are a growth investor, if you are a momentum trader uh you should know and read how to make money in stocks by bill o'neill so his paper is going to be geared for the way that he would trade and so it's also helping me in the way that i trade since uh, i was also uh a part of ibd's meetup program for about a decade i was a meetup leader in new york city uh and so I want to be aware of the different stories that they uh, are telling. So first thing right up here is that uh, stocks are, are down as new figures show inflation is rising. So if you uh, watch the uh, live streams from uh, uh, last week, week before, uh, like well, we've been talking about this for a while now. There's really three main things that have been pushing the market down and it's uh inflation uh inflation fears um and inflation data it, it is fed increasing interest rates and it was also uh russia ukraine uh those are the main things that were affecting and so right here headline uh stocks down as news figures as new figures show uh, inflation's rising great so we need to be aware of that so that that's a factor uh, over here on Market Watch, and the reason why Market Watch is because uh, co-founded, I believe, by Kevin Martyr, uh, who is also 
cut from the the IBD cloth, uh, like worked well with uh, O'Neill for for a period of time. So great, they're similar, right? Not not quite exactly like uh, companies evolved uh, significantly over time, but similar mindset. So what are, what are they pointing out? Average household is spending an extra two fifty a month due to high inflation. Again, that same theme: high inflation. Uh, great. So it's still out there, still a thing, and still one of the main drivers of uh, market and so- something to be aware of uh, when we are uh, trading. Like, if like, does that thesis start to shift? Right. So talking about the bigger, long-term picture. And then, and then I also like to take a look at. MSNBC, see, see like, well, what something that I don't really pay attention to uh, that much has to say, right? Like, I'm not diving deep into their uh, news articles or anything, but ju- just to have, uh, like, a different perspective, right? It's good to have uh, multiple perspectives, whether we agree with them or not, uh, to hear what they are. So nothing really on the homepage that is... Um, market related today well which is kind of interesting um perhaps this here it's psychological reasons keeping america from making pandemic progress uh could be related to some of this here uh household spending an extra 250 month as high inflation but middle-aged Americans are paying uh, even more. So still fears uh, with the pandemic and uh, that can lead to, to, well, uh, why there could be shipping delays, all all these different kinds of things, right? Like I was talking to to somebody, uh, somebody the the other day, like somebody was, uh, was working in my house. And so uh, what better way to find out like uh, what's really happening uh, with uh, with shipping supplies, those kind of things, uh, than to, to talk to real people that are in the space. So I'm talking to this guy and yeah, he's telling me about how um, at the, the shipyards, right? So so uh, works with uh, guys, a contractor familiar with the shipyards, the shipping industry, it's difficult for them to, to hire, right? So a lot of the reasons why there's uh, shipping delays and uh, supply chain issues is because the shipyards are having trouble hiring people, right? So, and so like that, that's something that is caused by, oh, by well, like uh this isn't uh, intended to be political, but if the government is giving away money where it's for people with those type of jobs, uh, it it's beneficial to not go and uh, take those kind of jobs, but to stay home, then it's going to be harder for shipyards to hire. And so it's interesting to, to see how that uh, affects part of the industry and part of, and how that may also affect the market and then start to, to put some of the pieces together where when you uh, start to hear about inflation um, and and other things it's just one of those things that, that adds some some flavor some context uh, to the market any uh, what thoughts do you guys have uh, I'm always curious to hear uh, what what other people think so uh, let me know type into the chat let me know what you think about anything that was mentioned so far, global macroeconomic news, any headlines that you're seeing, news, uh, anything that's impacting the market, go ahead, type it in the chat, let me know.
uh, let everybody else know that, that's here that's watching as well. While you guys are doing that, let me get the other part booted up. We'll be talking about trend analysis. S&P 500, NASDAQ, Russell 2000, New York Stock Exchange, and the Dow. So uh, right over here to trading view. And so those of you that have seen this before, you're familiar. For those of you that are not, uh, let me walk you through. So you know when I'm analyzing the market, I like to look at the five major indices. They're all uh, right down here on the screen. Uh, S&P, NASDAQ, Russell. So S&P is over here. The NASDAQ, Russell 2000, New York Stock Exchange, Dow. And this over here is the IBD50, the FFTY, the ETF that tracks the IBD50. The reason why I'm interested in the IBD50 is because it's a basket of growth stocks and it's a... Uh, uh, a good indication for uh, the general types of stocks that, that I like to trade, how they're doing. So that that's one of the reasons why we'll, you, why I would recommend tracking this kind of stuff. So uh, so you know how your types of stocks will be impacted. If you're a growth trader like me, this is a great process. If you're not, then you'd want to find a process that's going to fit you, but it it, it does exist. Anyhow, back to this. So also, whenever you're going to do any kind of analysis, reset your charts. Has start from the same starting point. I know that uh, it might be a little zoomed out for you guys. Looks a little clearer on my end. So let me zoom in a bit on each of these. And you can see, too, that we are still moving sideways for the most part up here on the S&P over here on the NASDAQ. NASDAQ's actually in a bit of a downtrend, arguably sideways, but it undercut uh, several months lows uh, back in January. And so far is still below that red line there. That's the 12 month uh, moving average. Over here on the Russell 2000, clear downtrend. Over here on the NYSE, NYSE sideways, it's actually very close to fresh all-time highs. Um, similar on the Dow, and yeah, IBD50 is uh, falling off a cliff. Uh, but um, that's the long-term perspective, and it's so important. Always important to keep the long-term perspective in view, and the reason why is because if you don't, then it's real easy to get sucked into the minutiae. Right. If you're just looking like, let's say that you just jumped over looking at the daily chart, you're, you're zoomed in on your daily chart or you're zoomed in on stocks that you were looking at or getting ready to short or maybe you were getting ready to go long. It's so easy to get caught up in the minutia that you forget the big picture. There's a lot of people that were all ready to start shorting the market, all the, the narrative uh, uh, of the inflation and Fed rate increases. Who knows what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? Plenty of reasons for the market to fall, right? There's always great reasons for the market to fall, to be honest. But um, if you are just getting caught up in the narrative and then you hyper-focus on what's happening down in the weeds, you, you start to forget that, oh, well, you know what? There's a bullish thesis there too. And that long-term trend for the most part is sideways. Then you come over here and take a look 
at the weekly time frames. And I've already had these charts zoomed out, so let me zoom back in. And they, you can see that they've all started to to move sideways. Yeah, long term, right? Like you might say that, oh, the S and P five hundred is trading below its ten week line, and yeah, that, that's a true statement. But for right now, it, it's arguably sideways. You could make an argument that it's in a very short term uptrend. In fact, when we take a look at the uh, at the daily time frame, it, it's pretty close to to moving back into an uptrend so all things to be aware of right like so these different trends long term intermediate term short term they all play against one another and if you position yourself but at the wrong time then you could run into problems so let's say that you so we're looking at the market and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to short this. But you got short earlier in the week. Well, like you're, you're getting chopped up in here. And it's because of those convergence of time frames. Right. So short term, uh, to me, that this is a sideways trend. This is uh, sideways as well. All of these are sideways. Some of them are a little more positive, some of them are a little bit more negative, but all sideways. Any questions so far on either the monthly time frames or the intermediate time frames? Type into the chat. Again, this time is meant for you guys, right? Like so uh, so I'm on here. Uh, I'm doing the these live streams. I want to help you as much as I possibly can. The best way for me to help you and give you the help that you need is by you typing comments into the chat and letting me know uh, any questions that you have or anything that else that you'd like to discuss. We'll do an open Q&A at the end, but for right now, keep the questions or comments focused on what we've got going on so far. Okay. Quick drink of water. Let's keep going. So here are the daily time frames. And you can see too that you could make a strong argument that you've got uh, potentially an uptrend over here on the S&P 500 from the low to the high over here. Um, I would say that this is a sideways trend, right? Like it price ran up, then consolidated. These highs did not take out that high yet. Plus it's still below the 50. The, the, you know, you could kind of go either way uh, of whether or not you want that to be part of whether you're in an uptrend or not. But for right now, looking at this, this is sideways. And uh, let me talk a little bit about the numbers that are right up there. In fact, why don't I make this chart a little bit bigger? I see a few more people hopping on the live stream. Thanks for being here. Type your questions into the chat. So this is on the verge of being a distribution day. Um, a distribution day is a down day on the index that is at least minus 0.2% or more on heavier volume than the day immediately before it, right? So down day so far, about 1.5%, a little bit more, and volume is heavier than the day before it. The reason why this is important is because it's pointing towards heavy selling, uh, in the market, heavy selling being by the major players. 
institutions, hedge funds, pension funds, mutual funds, like the big, big players pushing around billions and billions of dollars. They're selling and they're buying is what moves the market. Distribution days are important for that reason. So price ran up and now we are closing near the lows of the day or we're at the lows of the day, right? Not closing yet. We still have about uh, almost two hours left of the trading day. So anything can happen. But for right now, um, back below each of the moving averages. So it's showing that, oh, there's potential selling. today heavier selling if we close down here it'll be a distribution day if it rallies uh back up near the high and it's no longer down 0.02 uh 0.2 then uh won't be a distribution day anymore but for right now some more selling coming into the market and so that's sideways this is sideways this is actually an uptrend on the russell same deal with the NYSE, um and sideways action on the Dow, right? So we have these uh, these different trends, right? So mostly sideways action on the monthly, sideways across the board on the weekly, and on the daily, we've seen some sideways, some uptrends, and yeah, like today, if you were thinking of going short, uh, like. Like, let's say that that you were bought into the thesis of, yeah, well, like, you know what? Uh, market's rolling over. Longer-term trends are starting to break down. You have uh, higher inflation, blah, blah, blah. And you're starting to get towards uh, intermediate-term resistance. Yeah, that that's a good place to go short. And you have a uh, a fairly decent reward to risk there, right? Like, so let's say that you got short near the open, uh, you could place a stop loss uh, slightly above the 50-day moving average or start to to think about, well, where would I close out a trade if it were to, to rally? Let's say that it, uh, you don't want to place a hard stop, but you are sized where if price broke out and ran, let's say, above here, Right, like that would firmly establish a new uptrend, right? Like because not only are you getting back above the fifty, you're also getting back above uh, resistance from the middle of January. That would be a good way to start to position size and manage your overall reward to risk. This making sense? Type into the chat. Let me know. Right, well, when we're doing these live streams, uh, like I, I, I kind of have a feel for the for who you guys are, but uh, I always want to make sure that everybody is coming along for the ride. Um, so I'm happy to to go uh, and and explain anything in more detail, uh, or just keep on going and do some some more uh, advanced stuff as well. Need your comments in order to do that. Okay, so spoke about distribution, spoke about the different trends on here. Uh, Let's talk about some sector leaders. Okay, so a few stocks that popped up on the radar. And this is the way that I like to start to think about um, sector leaders, right? So yesterday, there were a 
bunch of stocks that popped up on the radar uh, that were in the leading groups. The real the leading groups have been in that. This is this is a fantastic uh, trade and setup, and one that uh, that I wish that I had followed uh, our other coach Stu on, um, but it. This one here, APTS real estate, and so I started to see real estate popping up or or setting up really pretty heavily um, yesterday. Uh, like now, there there's still only a handful of stocks that are setting up in patterns that I trade, but uh, predominantly real estate, predominantly energy. Those were the two main sectors. So that starts to get my attention, right? When you're starting to see multiple setups in the same sector and uh, several of them are starting to lead and move like this, APTS, right? Like uh, that should get your attention. So this was the trade uh, that was highlighted over the weekend. So back here, right? Like setting up, leading into the weekend, breaks out on Monday and thus far, has run about 18%. If you take it from the high, it's probably about 20. Uh, yeah, a little more than 20. And so far, that's the reward to risk. I don't know if you could see it. It might be small on your side, but it, it's over six times the amount that you would have needed to risk on this idea. That's the name of the game. Like You don't have to be right 75% of the time, 80% of the time. 60% of the time, you could be right half the time, 40% of the time, and still come out way ahead. This is the name of the game, right? Like have much larger winners than your losers. And if you're winning about half the time, then guess what? It's like a coin flip. You get paid two bucks if it lands on heads. You lose a dollar if it lands on tails. You play that game all day long. And every once in a while, you get a move like this. Uh, like that, that's how this game can work. And you don't need to be trading all the time either. You just need to wait for the high probability setups to present themselves uh, like this one. So that that was one idea. Um, PSA, public storage, this one did not trigger. This one uh, actually looks like it might be um, falling below. Uh, no, it's pretty close to support. So you could tell here, too, that I mark up my charts uh, quite a bit. Um, this one here, that blue line, if you guys are familiar with uh, anchored VWAP, that's what that's pulling back towards. It's anchored VWAP level. Uh, do an entire uh, course on anchored VWAP. If you guys are familiar with Brian Chan, and he's coming out with a book about anchored VWAP, uh, definitely looking forward to checking that out. Um, next, uh, let's see here. Uh, here's one that, that broke out earlier this morning. And it looks like it's coming back to retest the, the buy point. Um, this here, EGY broke out, uh, heavy volume reversal and back towards the entry price. So again, this is how you start to figure out, well, what are the leading sectors, right? You start to look for what stocks are setting up in what groups and how they're moving. Well, are they leading? And 
if you are finding a high number of setups in a particular group or sector, then that's where you want to do uh, some of your fishing. And it's not just buying a stock because it happens to be in a sector that is hot. Uh, you always want to look for quality. Um, you always want to look for quality setups based on what your criteria is. Let's see. Um, anything else in here? Yeah, here's a, another one. Um, Bridge Investment Group. This started to break out. Here's another one that was in the real estate, was getting close. Yeah, so that's about it for today's market analysis. Let me know what questions you guys have. I'm happy to sit here for a couple of minutes, answer any questions that you guys have. Uh, let me know. Let me know what questions you guys have. Take a look over here at YouTube. Take a look over there, uh, over at ShareVision. Uh, let's see. A few more minutes here with you guys. Let's take a look at crypto. I think the crypto market is pretty interesting, like starting to, to shape up as well. This is an idea that I had posted on, on stock twits uh, two days ago. Yeah, yesterday. Started to see this move in Ethereum Classic coming off the lows and here's something that uh, for, for those of you that are really interested in charts and technical analysis and trying to find like, oh, like uh, which way momentum is moving, something that I like to look at, right? Like, so you see a bunch of stuff uh, on this chart. The main thing uh, that I'm looking at first uh, is the actual price bars and the, the volume, right? Like, so uh, let's forget about all these little... Uh, moving averages, squiggly lines, whatever you want to call them. Uh, forget about those just for, for a moment. Well, we'll talk about them. Uh, but uh, how these bars are closing, right? So price comes down, right? Price comes down to that level. Uh, that's the, the lowest level that it's been in a uh, few months. And then price rebounds, right? So that dash right there, that's where price closed. So it's closing off the lows. Then what do you notice about the majority of these bars? What do you notice about the majority of those bars? Majority of them are closing near the highs, right? So that's a sign that weakness is being bought uh, just about every day, right? But price has been in a steady downtrend for a long time. So is that the bottom? Well, maybe it could be the bottom. It's something to be aware of, start to pay attention to. But of the different coins, Ethereum Classic currently has uh, the most momentum, and it had the most momentum for 
coming off the bottom down here. So when price finally got back above the 50 and pulled back, that's where I posted like, oh, the, this looks pretty interesting, right? So it, what we could have done was start a position on that breakout. You could have a tight stop either right below the 50-day moving average or right below this low here. Uh, the reason why uh, for those two is because, one, you're getting uh, both the daily low and the 50-day moving average low. Over here, you're getting uh, the day before, and you're also getting the 21-day moving average backing it up. The more things that you could stack on top to help give you support, the better. But with the thesis that, oh, momentum is coming to the upside and this is the leader right now in the crypto space, if it's going to continue to move, that's a, a fair a fair trade. And it's fair for a potential swing. Maybe it turns into to more, but at least at this juncture, fairly decent swing, right? Because, and the reason why is because there's so much overhead resistance right like so it has the momentum right like that that's one nice checkbox but it also right let's take off the the annotations we zoom out and this is the first time it's testing the 100 ema really since it started to the this steeper decline so going back to november of last year so it was due for a rally. Now, is this the bottom? Is it just going to spring all the way back? Nah, it's unlike like it's possible, but how likely is it? Uh, yet to yet to be seen. But it's the start of something. So it has to deal with the 100 EMA. It's doing that right now. After that, it's got to contend with the 200-day moving average, which it too has been below since the beginning of November. How this coin acts and how your other coins act, your major ones, right? Your regular Ethereum, um, your Bitcoin, Like so far, like each of them has a bit more work to do before uh, we can really say that, oh, it's turned the corner and it's uh, back to an uptrend. Like it's certainly tradable, especially if you are uh, short term, like if you're a short term swing trader, if you are um, a day trader, uh, certainly ripe for that. If you're a long term, uh, it it has more work to do, uh, in my opinion. So like even back here, right? So uh, now we're going back to 2019 and it was in this downtrend. Here's a tradable rally between December uh, 2019 and February of 2020. Then it collapsed. Then here's, then it's rallying again from, from February to may but like within all that right like if we come all the way over here before it gets back to to these highs and then it really explodes it, you're talking between 2019 and october 2020 right so you have uh what is that that that's uh about a year and a half worth of time that that you uh, needed to wait so there's no big rush right like so that between April 2021, 
right now it's February 2022. It still has some work to do to digest all this before it gets back up to tightens up and then can go again. And that's just a, a theme, right? Like that's just the cycle of the market. You come back here, right? Price initially explodes, then it needs to tighten up. And then when it finally breaks down, there's no more overhead. That's when you can start to get like a much smoother parabolic kind of run. And you can even see like how it started to flatten out really down here. Right. And then you have some little runs and then you get the smoother runs like this over here uh, is uh, a much bigger, much smoother move than uh, what you have back here. And it coincides with getting above the, the fresh highs. So all things to uh, be aware of when we're trading crypto whether you're trading stocks, whether you're trading whatever. All right, so doesn't look like we have any questions, so we'll wrap things up. I want to say thank you all so much for, for joining me today. I hope that you got a lot out of this. Let me know if you did. Let me know in the comments. Uh, if you enjoyed this, let me know what topics you are most interested in. If you like the live trading, if you like the stock market analysis, if you want more education, let me know. That way I'm able to create the content that you want. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you back here next week. Take care. Much love. Peace out, everybody.